to Simply Remarkable, learning how to be and live remarkable from some of the best guests ever. Now, it's hosted by Remarkable, a speakers bureau, and I'm Sue Falcone, the founder and CEO of Remarkable. And we're just so glad you're with us and happy Friday. Now, I'm honored to have our guest today, Bart Berkey. Now, he's an international keynote speaker, motivational, inspiring, and a storyteller. His stories that he shares are messages that matter. And to all his audiences, he gives them takeaways and actionable items right they can use, which we all love, don't we? And he is recognized as the top extraordinary minds in sales and marketing. And he's also a best-selling author of the book, Most People Don't and Why You Should, that resides in the top 1% of sales on Amazon. Wow, Bart, we're so glad to have you here today. No, thank you, Sue. And I love your energy. And when you are sharing ideas like this, and even when you're posting on social media, I just love your positive energy. You're always looking at the good of things. So I am honored to be able to join not only your team, but also on this, this podcast today. Well, thank you so much because it's live on a live show and we've got some, hopefully some people joining us. There's a chat line live open and then next Wednesday, it does become a podcast. So we've got double things to, to, to give to everyone. Now to start with Bart, I have to ask you, you've had a very successful career in the hospitality industry. Now, what made you decide to become a full-time speaker? Yeah, I will say that I look at, and I learned this from the very dear friend of mine. There was something that happened, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago called the pandemic. Uh, that allowed me to kind of put a pause on my hospitality career and really reevaluate what do I enjoy most about life? What do I enjoy most about my career? love the hospitality industry i always will but it was a chance for me to stop and think is this really what i want to continue doing am i influencing enough people am i sharing a message that i believe is heartfelt and will benefit others when COVID was occurring most of my team was going to be losing their jobs when i was in a luxury global sales position and then i had to decide is this something that i wanted to continue to do how long would the pandemic exist was it going to be temporary? Would it be two weeks? And I just decided, you know what? Here's the universe that is sharing a message. It's happening for me, not to me. And I wanted to take that opportunity to jump in full speed. Someone had shared the other day that, Bart, you didn't need a runway. Like an airplane needs a long runway. You took off like a helicopter. And very proud to be able to say that that's how business has been. The message has been warmly received by so many people. And so I guess the unique thing is that when you think about motivational messages and stories, the more difficult things are in life, the more that people need to hear positivity and inspiration and stories that will help them get through challenges. Because we all have challenges and we all need stories to keep us back on track and keep us looking forward. That is awesome because, you know, most speakers really have realized we're just storytellers. 
That's what we do. And they matter yes. because then they bring us to some really, really good decisions. And they also bring our audiences there. So that is amazing because you're right. You have taken off <laughs> and that is great. That is great because you're sharing what I think people want to hear today. And that's, that's the good news. Now, how did the name, which now is trademarked, yes. most people don't, mm -hmm. how did you decide on that part of your message? Yeah, things happen for a reason. So a little bit back into my background. So yes, hospitality for many, many years, 16 years with Ritz-Carlton. I was on property for about two years and then I was offered the position to become a recruiter for sales and marketing. And this was the first time that Ritz-Carlton had one dedicated person only to find salespeople and marketing people, public relations people. So when I was a recruiter, one of my first recruitment trips was to a university. And I'll share just quickly this story. It was part of my TED talk, but just imagine this. You go into a ballroom, you have college seniors that are supposed to be networking, that are supposed to be spending time with recruiters. Well, I found very quickly that at this one reception that I went to, there were four students that were only spending time with each other. And I thought that that was unusual and strange. So I went up, I introduced myself and I asked them point blank the question, I'm a recruiter. There's a lot of other great companies here that are looking for seniors. You all are seniors. How come you only spend time talking to one another? And they shared very two unique answers. One is we haven't seen each other for a long time. It's like, okay, not what I would tell a recruiter, but okay, if that's your authentic self, great. The second response was we're here for the free food and they were being serious. I thought, how can we change this behavior? What can we do to inspire them to go out and take action and to be different and to be memorable? Why don't you do this? If you wanna accept this challenge, go around, collect as many business cards as you can from these recruiters, meet me the same corner of the ballroom, one hour, whoever has the most, I will incent you. I'll buy you a gift card to your favorite local restaurant. The four students said, yes, Mr. Berkey, that sounds like fun, we will do it. An hour later, passes by. I go to the corner of the ballroom. I extended the invitation to four people and sadly no one showed up. No one showed up. It gets more interesting, Sue, and, and to the listeners and viewers. The next morning, 8 a.m., one-on-one interviews. Young lady appears, hands me a resume. I look at a resume. I look at her. I recognize her from the night prior. And I said, what happened? Why didn't you show up? I was waiting for you. She said, I didn't think you were serious. That mentality, that thought process, when I left that recruitment trip, I was thinking to myself, most people don't accept challenges. Most people don't follow up. Most people don't do what they say they're going to do. And that became just a very prevalent message, MPD, most people don't. Three words that are easy to remember. And that really stood with me. So then any future recruitment trips, any future times where I was interviewing people, I wanted to share with them how they could be different, how they could differentiate themselves when it came to job interviews. And that was by doing what most people don't. What I quickly learned is that taking action and doing is going to benefit you in sales. It's going to benefit you in any professional environment. And guess what? It will also benefit you in any personal situation if you do what most people don't. And I shared this one other quick story with you. Uh, Sue, so that there was a study that was done in Europe 
and they watch 27,000 people make a choice between taking the stairs or taking the escalator. Let's say at an airport or at a mall. They watch 27,000 people. And if the people were physically able to do it, they were put into a category. Did they choose stairs or did they take the escalator? Only 1% of people chose the stairs. When they were interviewed, the answer for why they chose the stairs, they said they either had a health scare or someone in their immediate family had a health scare. Now, the other 99% that chose the escalator said it was easier. I'm lazy. I didn't feel like moving. All of these different things. And that is just one example that most people don't do what they know they should do. If you want to build up your cardiovascular system, if you want to get the blood pumping, if you want to exercise more, if you want to burn calories, we all know that we should take the stairs. Yet most people don't. Here's the application from a personal perspective. Let's say I want to get more fit. I should take the stairs. I want to get more fit. I should control what I'm eating. If I want to become a better colleague, I should do what I say I'm going to do. I should follow up. I should be memorable. I should be accountable. All of these things we're finding that most people don't do. So if you can remember that mantra and you can do what most people don't do, it's going to make things so much better all the way around. Wow, that is awesome because it's so simple, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science, is it? No, it's simple. And when I share my message, it is not anything brilliant. It didn't take years to research. It was simply my observation of a basic reminder to do, to take action. When I'm presenting in front of groups, I'll often start off with a slide and I'll talk about the fable of three frogs. Three frogs sitting on a log, all three frogs decide to jump. The question to the audience is, how many frogs are left on the log? I'll get various answers. Well, uh, three frogs are left on the log. No, well, zero frogs because they all decided to jump. Well, the operative word in this conversation and this story is decide. They decided to jump. So when in actuality, deciding is different than doing. Three frogs are left on the log because deciding is different than doing. They didn't jump off. Basic reminder, we know that if we decide to do something, we should then actually take action. The stories that I share are easy reminders because people will remember stories 22 times more than data, 22 times more than data. I'm not going to share a spreadsheet. I'm not going to share an Excel spreadsheet with a lot of numbers. I'm going to talk about frogs. I'm going to talk about I'm allergic to gorillas. I'm going to talk about my dog's feet smell like Fritos. I'm going to talk about are you a buffalo or a goose? And these are just little sections, many of them stories in my books that I will customize based on the needs of the audience that I'm presenting to. How great to work with you. I mean, yes. that would Let's... be fun. That would be fun. Now, you did also a TEDx talk in 2021, and it was entitled Do What Most People Don't. Yep. Now, to date, it has received over 16,000 views and many comments. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Phenomenal experience, Sue. It was something that when I became a professional speaker full-time, like I've been doing speaking my entire career. Uh, Didn't matter what hotel company or what convention and visitor bureau, I was always presenting. The topics that I was presenting on were hotel-related, whatever product or service I was selling. 
when I started to do it based on my own message about doing, it became very unique and I think very segmented because no one is talking about most people don't. That's why it's trademark. No one is talking about doing. One of my goals was to become a TED Talk speaker or TEDx speaker. I was invited by uh, an organization within New York and I went up there and the unique thing is that I had everything scripted. Part of the process, you need to make sure that you're following it, is it had everything scripted. So the funny and unique story, I was very, very nervous. And I typically don't get nervous before going on stage or before going on camera. But here I thought the whole world is going to now know me as a result of this message. And celebrities are going to be talking about it. And it's going to be worldwide. And I'll be asked to be on television shows. None of that is important. The only thing that is important, I realized this afterwards, is that my message is real and it's genuine and it's being told to help people for no other reason than to help people. When they started recording, I started by going the script. Uh, you know, my name is Bart Berkey and what I'm going to be talking about is doing, doing what most people don't. And that's interesting for a topic. What does that you know, like script it right in my mind? I still have it memorized. But then I very quickly turned to allowing my heart to take over. And I was speaking from the heart because I felt that sometimes my scripted version sounded scripted. And I didn't want to be anything but me. So the funny story is, <clears throat> as I'm sharing my ideas, they had a coach that was assigned to help me. And you could see her off on the side looking at the script. And when I go would go off script, you could see her like looking at me and looking back on the script and trying to see, you know, what did I miss? And then I would bring it back together. But the, the, the aspect of it, phenomenal experience. CUNY was part of the university that had organized it. And I met so many other lovely, amazing people. Uh, so that's my story about the TEDx talk. It's important to be authentic. A few other things that I shared were rather personal, going back to when I, I experienced an out-of-body experience when I had nose surgery when I was 12 years old and what that was like and what that led me to be challenged with for everything, for the rest of my life, being afraid of going to sleep, being afraid of losing control, being afraid of driving a car in a tunnel. And what I found by at least 16,000 views so far and all positive comments is that I, I, it was okay to open up about who I am and what I am and what I had dealt with in the past. Not that I am anything special, but if I have a platform to be able to share a story about being vulnerable and not being perfect, that's what I wanted to be able to do. As a result, the comments, the separate emails, the encouragement, the new opportunities to be able to speak to groups really is quite astounding and amazing. When I opened up to be myself, to be vulnerable, to share that I'm not perfect, that I'm not anything other than who I am, people embraced me. And I'm so grateful and thankful. And you know what? That's what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the real you. Because I've been a speaker a long time myself, and I've always thought, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about who I'm speaking to. And so it doesn't matter about the script. 
I'm glad you stayed within their 18 minutes time limit on TEDx. <laughs> you know, that's why people get a little nervous about scripts. Yes. Oh, then you'll go over. <laughs> that's a no-no there. But it didn't. You, you brought it back and it worked beautifully. I mean, I, I was really, really thinking, oh, wow, to have been in that audience would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. And that's why we created from my bureau this show, because we wanted our audiences out there to see the real deal. We wanted, if you're going to invest the time and the finances with our speakers and our talent at Remarkable, we want you to know them just like we know them. Yes. And that was key to me that we can do that. And believe it or not, Bart, I've got the whole show scheduled, totally filled for all of 2022. And we're working through February of 2023 because yeah. people that are speakers and all, they do want to share their stories on how they uh, can help others. And that is amazing to me. I just love it. And I'm glad that we have Lisa and Rosie that on our staff that can help make this happen because it's it's just amazing how it, how it happens. Now, Bart, I have another question that brings this up because we've been talking about what most people don't. And this is a common theme right now that's out there. And I know you probably have an opinion on it or can share some thoughts on it because this is a buzzword now today. Employers are having to face it. I'm having to see what is it. You know, what is the what's the real deal here? Uh, and it's the term quietly quitting. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. what does that affect? What what yeah. is your view on that? Yeah, when I when I hear that, I hear people that are not happy with what they are doing. And we had uh, once a week, I do something called the most people don't academy call in which I have a group of industry friends mainly hospitality meetings and event related friends. And we talk about different things. So we initially started talking only about hotel things, like how to do a great site inspection, how to do a great planning visit, how to um, describe your hotel or your product or your destination differently. What we found very quickly is that the people that are listening to us, just like today, and just like our customers, they typically want to hear more soft related skills. Yes, we know what the process is, and yes, we can do the process, but what are the soft-related skills that are hard to learn? And that is about empathy, and it is about passion. It is about, and we say, I talk about this often, I, it's purpose over pennies. It's passion over promotion. People, because of the pause with the pandemic, had to really evaluate what do they want to be doing with their lives. They found, and they had a taste of, perhaps being, you know, working remote. Maybe they like that. Uh, being home maybe for their children, if they have children, to be able to have more flexibility. I think people got a really good taste of that. Plus, they also saw, sadly, how many people were passing away. They realized that life is not, uh, is not forever. And what are they going to be doing with the time that they have now? The stories that we share encourage people to pursue their passion to find out what does their heart really desire? What makes them happy? Happiness starts with you. 
doesn't start with a job. A job can contribute to being happy, but happiness needs to start on the inside. Those are the things that I talk about when I present based on what the needs are of the audience. But quiet quitting is really when people aren't finding their passion. I'll share a quick story with you. There's a lot of people that have completed, uh, college students that have completed interns. And um, I do some executive coaching on the side and also some career counseling. There was a, a young gentleman that came to me uh, a few months ago, 26 years old, just started working for a company. And he said, you know what, Bart, I don't think I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I said, you don't need to do it the rest of your life. You are young. You have so many different opportunities to do whatever you want to do. And I challenged him to write down what does he love to do and what is he good at? And then the challenge for him was, well, how can he make money doing those things? Um, you know, sadly, I had a heart attack three years ago and it was life changing. It allowed me to pause before the pandemic hit to reevaluate what do I want to spend my time doing? How do I want to help people? How am I going to feel fulfilled and content? And that's a decision that I had to make. When we are sharing stories with other people, we are also encouraging them and asking that same type of question. What do you want to be able to do? Regardless of money, what is going to make you happy? Because happiness starts with you. That is so key. That is so key. Happiness starts with you. Because it does. And it's a choice, isn't it? Always a choice. And people don't realize it. They feel like often they might be the victim. Mm -mm. You're not the victim. You have the perspective. You can change your thought by changing the channel. There was a study done by the Cleveland Clinic not too long ago, Sue, and they shared that an a person has an average of 60,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are repetitive and 85% of them are negative. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm, you know, woke up this morning, so excited at 10 a.m. Eastern, I get to speak to Sue. I can't wait. Oh, wait, I don't have enough gas in the car. You know how many times that came up in my mind? Probably 90% of the time, I don't have enough gas in the car. But let me make sure I'm going to wear a collared shirt. I want to make sure I'm bringing my external microphone and my good camera. Oh, I don't have enough gas in the car. Well, I met her, my, my wife is going to come with me to the office space, so we better leave soon. I don't have enough gas in the car. E even me, and it's a good reminder. I mean, not even me, but me, it's a good reminder that the thoughts that come into our mind, don't. it doesn't reflect who we are. It is simply a thought. It's not our soul. It is simply a thought. And when we recognize if the thought is negative, change the channel, push it out there, because we have the perspective to change what we are thinking about. I often do a survey before I speak with groups and I'll ask them, what is their number one obstacle in getting things done? What is their number one obstacle? More often than not, it's motivation, accountability, responsibility. And then the question goes back to the audience. Well, can you change accountability? Can you change your perception? Can you change your motivation? Yeah, because all of those things are inside. We can definitely change that. The 85% of things that we worry about that are negative, the majority of them never come true, never come true. And I'll, I'll never forget just recently, I was expecting a call back from a client very interested in selecting 
um, most people don't, to come and speak to their group. And I didn't get a response. And I didn't get a response. And I didn't get a response. So naturally, I'm a lot of people, again, turn toward the negative. Well, what did I do wrong? Was I charging too much? Did I not respond quickly enough? Did I not get the essence of what the theme was going to be? All of these negative thoughts, and they kept on coming up and coming up and coming up. And then finally, the customer did contact me, very apologetic. I am so sorry for the delay. I'm in the process of switching jobs. I'm getting promoted. And I was busy trying to find, creating a succession plan, essentially, trying to find someone to replace me. Nothing had to do with me. Nothing had to do with me. The theme was great. The pricing was right. The availability was right. Why did I even put those negative thoughts into my mind? The more that we realize that negative thoughts might come into our mind, the better and just push them out. It's not worth it. It's not worth me occupying your mind, even for a second, to be worried about something or negative about something. It's just not worth it. This is so true. And you were on time. We had no problem. So guess what? <laughs> See, <laughs> All those thoughts, it really didn't matter, did it? And we're getting comments saying, yes, it's an inside job. And happiness does start with us. Thanks, Dennis. This is so great, you know, to know that we all know this, but that self-doubt and self-criticism just kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a bureau, I can certainly relate to you because then you do. If you don't hear or, you know, you wonder, did I do this? Did I do it right? Did I not? But you can't do that mm -hmm. because you have to believe in yourself. And that's that's how, what I have always on my desk. Believe. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe I'm having a wonderful time at it. And that's where I can relate to you so well, so well. It just really comes up there. Yeah, and yeah, so you're doing, you're, and what's also so special about you and remarkable, remarkable Speakers Bureau is that you're doing things for the right reasons. You're doing things for the right reasons. That's so critically important. You are authentic down to the core. And in fact, uh, whenever I misplaced the link for today and I had to call you, you were so sweet. And I don't even know if you realize this, and I don't want this to embarrass you, but before you hung up the phone, I'm like, Sue, do you mind resending the link? I'm so sorry. No worries. It's on its way. Love you. Like, like that's who you are, Sue. That is just, it warms my heart. It makes me so proud to be affiliated with you and what you are doing to help people. Yes, it's a business. And yes, you are paying the bills. And yes, you're employing people, but you're doing it to help people. And that's just, that is remarkable. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean to embarrass you. But... A little, no, a little, a little emotional there, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in closing, Bart, I could talk forever with you. I really could. And our audience is probably saying, look, you only told us 30 minutes, Sue. Uh, we'll have to have you back soon because there's more things that we'd love to. But in closing, I want to ask you, what will you do today to mm -hmm. be remarkable? What will I do today? I'll tell you what I will do today. Um, I left the home office to come to this remote office a little early today. And I realized that my dogs did not get a sufficient walk this morning. So to be remarkable, I'm going to put my mindset into the mindset of others 
and others happens to be my pets today. I want to be a better dog owner today. So when I get home later today in a few hours, I'm going to take them for an extensive walk. I'm going to make sure that I play with them, that I enjoy them, that they enjoy me, that they know that they're loved and appreciated. That's what I'm going to do to be remarkable. One other thing, my nephew just had some surgery yesterday. And instead of saying, well, what can I do to help you? If you need anything, just let me know. I'm not going to ask. I'm actually going to do something. I'm either going to make him something or deliver him something or order him something. I'm not going to ask what he needs. I'm going to send something and take care of him proactively because most people don't. That is so true. We're doing the things most people don't, right? To become remarkable. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, my viewers out there, I challenge you today. What are you going to do to be remarkable? And we'd love to hear that. Put it in the chat for those that are here. It'll be rebroadcast. You can put it in the comments. We'd love to hear because that is key to understanding what you will do what most people don't. Now, thank you so much for being here, Bart. We just appreciate you so much and we will have you back. And our next guest, we hope you will join us next Friday, right at the same time. And we're going to have Kelly Falado. Now she is from Canada and you won't want to miss this. And all of our broadcasts, all of our live broadcasts are now on our YouTube channel. We would love for you to subscribe to that so you won't miss an episode. And it's remarkable, a speakers bureau on YouTube. So check us out there. And I just wish for you a remarkable fall weekend. And we just thank you so much for joining us today. Bye. Thank Bye. you.